This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about all the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is a new episode of Who's There? My voice is better, I think. Mine's worse. <laughs> yours, yours is worse. Were you partying hard for Passover? Yeah, I ate so much matzah last night my um little cousin kept being like give me the big cracker <laughs> she meant matzah but i was like whoa that's true it's a big cracker did you did you hide the did you hide the matzah did you find the matzah isn't that a thing yeah you hide, you, like, hide a piece of it then you find yeah no i mean the baby we hid it and then the baby found it no but did you find it no the, found the it? baby found it that's good where was it hidden in the lego <laughs> <laughs> Lego toy set. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> My uncle like put it in her toy so she would find it. Then she found it. It's you know we're we're uh we're non traditional. <laughs> we do things off the cuff. Well, you put it in the Lego bin, like the bin of Legos. Yeah. Yeah, that's cute. Truly, the star of my Passover last night was um, I would I would say it was a vape pen, a weed vape pen that got surreptitiously passed around the entire night. I love that. I love that your family is is so cool. Ugh, yeah, so cool, so that's, cool. That's fun. Passing a, I'm just like imagining passing a vape pen around, <laughs> around like the Christmas table. I mean, and you know, my parents like freaking out. I mean, dream big. <laughs> dream big. Not not necessarily a dream of mine. So. Uh, next year in Jerusalem. Next year in Jerusalem. I tried to explain um, it. And my parents were like, "What?" We- Okay. Your parents, even your parents didn't understand it. They understand who's. I guess, but they were just like, wait, so you co-opted like a Jewish thing and like made it about your own thing? Cool. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. You will drive us. This is Annalie calling from Seattle. Um, I had to call in regards to your discussion of Jennifer Aniston and her crusade to moisturize everything and everyone. Um, I cannot believe you guys <laughs> mentioned that she owns, or I guess used to own, um, a hair care line called Living Proof. I cannot vouch for its quality. I have curly hair. I doubt she had anything for me. Um, and I swear this isn't spawn con. Um, in triple checking that she owned it, I discovered that she apparently sold the company or she split from it after it was sold. And I have had to quote from this People Magazine article. The headline is, Jennifer Aniston is no longer a hair care mogul. And then the article continues to read, Jennifer Aniston may be many things to many people, but as of now, she is no longer a hair product executive. Um, I just loved that and thought it was very funny and um, was motivated by outrage that you guys didn't know about Living Proof because I feel like they are everywhere. Um, so, yeah, despite this uh, this mistake, um, this miss in your in your summary of her, her mobile qualities, um, I will forgive you. I love you guys so much and good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. I love this. I was reading uh, a thing about Unilever buying Living Proof on women's wear daily and i just like this line that the prestige hair retail market is very attractive and offers significant growth at someone someone at unilever so of course jennifer aniston wouldn't be on like the bargain bin hair market she's in the prestige hair retail market i didn't even know that existed i didn't know that she a product probably category. made uh she probably made a boatload of money from this like 
Jen Aniston was probably had so much stock in this uh, this product and they got sold and she's out and she doesn't have to do anything anymore and she probably still makes money from this hair care yeah, line. Yeah, of course. That's why Jennifer Aniston always seems fine. She's making so much money. She's Her fine. life is great. She's fine. She's she's fine. She's fine. How many times do we have to say it? Jen Aniston is fine. She's fine. Even though she's no longer even though she's no longer a hair care mogul. And with the amount of calls that we got about living proof, you guys all know she's fine. Oh yeah. The proof is in the hair care product. Wink. 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 Yeah, I was trying to think of a, a rhyme with pudding, but I don't really think Oh. Put the proof is in the pudding? The proof is in the <laughs> the proof is in the like Shem. the poo pudding. Okay, next call. Hey guys, so I am on my way to work listening to the show and I had to pause it because you guys were talking about your first crushes and I was thinking, who was my first crush? And then I thought, wow, this is embarrassing, but I'm pretty sure it was Chris from NSYNC and everyone used to make fun of me for it. And then two seconds later, you guys started talking about Chris from NSYNC, and Bobby told me to call you because he said anyone who had a crush on, crush on Chris called the show. And I'm sure I'm the only one calling because who the fuck had a crush on Chris from NSYNC but me? So here I am, 24, driving to work, still getting made fun of for liking Chris from NSYNC. Fuck my life. Good for Bella Thorne. 24. So you were, oh, good. What, seven? Yeah. Seven when you had a crush on Chris from NSYNC? Definitely on the yeah. younger side of the NSYNC fandom. But still yeah, but no that, excuse. That explains a lot. Even seven-year-old seven you could do better. <laughs> uh, all of all of your seven-year-old friends are like, JC, JC. You're um, like, I like Chris. I'm weird. I'm cool. <laughs> I'm different. Even Chris is like, um... <laughs> You sure you like me the most? Next week, call in if you had a crush on Joey. No. Do you want to hear a funny story? I tweeted this last night, but always I was looking through my like old crap. Like just my mom is like trying to get me to get rid of crap. So looking through my old crap uh-huh. and I found a headshot of Jason Mraz <laughs> and it's signed. Can I read to you what it says? Mm-hmm. Okay. It says, Lindsay, love to you. Twas a lovely day in the cheery old studio. Heart, Tweedles, Jason Mraz. I. Was this when you worked at the radio station? So that's what I was suspecting. I worked at a radio station for like a month and then just never went back one day because I hated it. <laughs> so for all you Boston fans, it's a, a mix. It was Mix 98.5. I worked there for, for a month, then decided this sucks and just like just decided never to go back. And. I guess this must have been from this, but like, I don't even remember the context of getting a Jason Mraz headshot signed. But here it is. I don't know. Maybe it was your last day on the job when you were like, I can't do this anymore. I won't worry my life away. And then you just like ran okay. out. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was awful. Um, so. Yeah. Tweedles. Jason Mraz. <laughs> Um, I'm nine, and I was wondering who the girl from La La Land is. Good form, Bella Thorne. <laughs> Which one of you, like, p- paid your nine-year-old in snacks to call Who Weekly? 
Um, Somebody, <laughs> your nine-year-old and some, snacks. Some mother out there is truly like patting herself on the back for that for that stunt. Kid, kids, I gotta say, kids like musicals. They like La La Land. Who's the girl from La La Land? Who the? Um. So, hello, nine-year-old. The girl from La La Land is um, Emma Stone. She's a them. We shouldn't be talking about her on the show. So tell mommy and daddy that you really shouldn't be calling in unless you have a topical question. Oh so my god! Are think you about s- that next time? Are you scolding a nine-year-old? <laughs> think honestly. The more the more listeners, the better. It's Emma Stone. She's a them. You may remember her from movies that you cannot be you you can't see super bad. No, this it's true. It's true. This it- nine-year-old shouldn't be seeing uh, Aloha. No one should be seeing Aloha. I'm gonna say no one should be seeing Aloha. <laughs> Um, what else has Emma Stone been in that the nine-year-old would have access to? To a nine-year-old, lol, she's truly a who. Like, wh- where does she even exist in a nine-year-old sphere, you know? Right. But do you think the nine-year-old knew who Ryan Gosling was? I find it kind of strange and perhaps shady that she didn't ask about Ryan Reynolds. Perhaps Ryan Gosling. shady. Um, no, I feel like a nine-year-old maybe saw The Notebook. I... There's only I'm one... Not, I'm not... There's only one short I'm not letting scene. my kid... No, I don't even think it has. It's just like it, I don't. I don't need them getting that idea in their heads. That what? That like that Nicholas Sparksian idea that you of can love build a house nine. and make your girlfriend I don't come need back that. to you. No, stop. No, I don't need. I don't need my kid learning about Nicholas Sparks' version of love. So I'm just saying, I don't think I'm. I would be willing to teach my kids about the. Uh, that certain at nine years old. I'm theme. sorry. They'd all, like. There's no. You can't. At nine, it's hard to avoid. <laughs> It's hard to avoid, but I'm not putting it in the DVD player or whatever, streaming it on whatever Netflix box. Speaking of nine-year-olds, though, we have a guest coming up soon that's going to be a them to a nine-year-old, but a who to, I think, some <laughs> of our audience, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear. Oh, my God. All of our nine-year-old fans are going to start this calling This nine-year-old fan's going to be like, finally, someone for me. Like, now that I have to listen to Who Weekly in the car with, like, my parents. <laughs> I know. Um, I have something to listen to. So let's move on to this first call. Hi, Who Weekly. It's Jake here. Uh, Long-time listener, not first-time caller. Never played my calls. Not really the point. Um, I am scrolling through Twitter, and uh, our favorite Daily Mail has a tweet regarding Britney Spears showing off her toned legs. uh, One word, legs while sitting front row at LA Fashion Week with boyfriend, Sam Azhari. Um, I googled and already found an article from The Sun uh, with the uh, headline, Who is Sam Azhari? But I don't even want to read it because I, I'd just rather get that information from you guys. So can you guys introduce me uh, to this um, young, very gay-looking um, m- model? Is he a model? I, I don't even know. Um, I guess they're dating. But, um, yeah, so what's going on here? Who is Sam? Thank you. Uh, good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. Who is this Sam guy? is, Sam is just a backup dancer. Sam is like another, I mean, no better person to date Britney Spears than another android, you know? Like, Ooh, yeah, these he's, two robots he's in love. of muscles robot. He is just this, like, really built guy. He's a hunk of muscle. Hunk. Um, hunk of muscle, you know, well-coiffed. 
our caller used certain descriptors I'm not really at liberty to use myself. So they met um, on the set of her. He's in her video for Slumber Party, which Slumber you Party. probably didn't yeah. see. The one that features Tinashe. But of course. Remember when t- Slumber Party, when Glory came out, Lindsay was convinced that Slumber Party would be the hit. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Excuse me. When when Glory came out, Tinashe was not on the track. So um, I believe that I don't have to be wrong about that. But uh, what's sad about that whole thing is that Tinashe was like upstaged by this background dancer who would become Britney Spears's boyfriend, mm-hmm. which is sad because that's kind of her mo. Yeah. Um, the best the best thing to know about Sam Asghari is um... <laughs> what is the best thing? Well, it's in the it's in the article that you found. Um, Britney Spears, the only reason they're dating, according to, um, Britney Spears, the only reason they're dating is because, yes, he's a backup dancer, yes, they probably knew each other, but I guess at some point he gave Britney his phone number, and then she wrote it down and put it in her bag, and then lost it, and then this headline, Britney Spears says she found boyfriend Sam Asghari's number in her bag, quote, like five months after meeting him. (laughs) It's weird. The, qu- like, the quote from Brittany is like, we started talking about sushi and the things we like, which is the most Britney Spears thing is that like she loves sushi. <laughs> yeah. we, and I said, we should get together and go to sushi one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just do this and let's do this. And he goes, OK, I'll give you my number after the shoot. So it wasn't even like a serious thing. It was just one of those things when we we're having a conversation to get through the experience, you know, wait. To get through the experience, this is Britney Spears' entire life. <laughs> Trying to get through the experience. Of living. Of, of like living, being conscious. Of being alive. I love the, the the end of this where she says, I was like, he was really cute. This guy was really cute. So I called him. He's just a really fun, funny person, which is like also classic Britney Spears, which reminds me of the, the super cut of her saying like, it's very cool. It's It's pretty cool. It's very cool. You know, it's very cool. Um, it was really cool. It's going to be really, really exciting. Very cool. It was really cool. Really interesting and very cool. Um, I think it's really cool. It's just really cool. Okay, cool. Really, really cool and exciting. Very cool. Really cool. I think they're very cool. Pretty cool. It's a really cool song. It's really different and interesting. I think they're very cool. I think that would be very, very cool. I feel weird about... I don't believe that this person was allowed to get this close to Britney Spears aside from being in the video how did he get her his number I just don't think she's that accessible in terms of her her team does not let people come near her and just give them her num their numbers give her their numbers yeah well then I mean that maybe he had to realize maybe he is the one who snuck it in the bag he knew that that was the only way and then she saw it later and was like I should call this mystery number and then (laughs) there he was Sam, that's a pretty cool name, Sam. Cool, yeah, that's cool. cool. Do you like sushi? Cool, cool. I also like sushi. <laughs> <laughs> I also think, I also think it's so funny. Like, I know that Britney Spears loves sushi, and she talks about it a lot. She loves sushi. It's really funny to me that she probably eats so much sushi in Las Vegas, which I cannot think of a more disgusting place to eat fresh fish than Las Vegas, a literal desert. I know, but I know she's rich, so in. she gets, like, good fish. I know they're shipping it in, but it's just, like, it's so it's so bizarre to me to eat fresh fish, which, again, I understand is being shipped in direct from the sea. But, like, being obsessed with sushi in the middle of a desert doesn't really track for me. Okay. Um, and, again, it's very Britney Spears. 
aside from being Britney Spears' boyfriend, he his Instagram reveals that he also does things like go to the gym. He uh, does mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. uh, pose for photos at the gym. He does a thing yeah. where he puts he loves a that. chain around his neck and lifts his body up by his body. That's really it. That's all I got. The commenters are claiming that he's on steroids, but again, we have no proof of that. This also this very rude people comment commenter. I bet he has an eight inch personality. I'm not even sure. I mean, I mean, I guess I get what they're saying. I guess I get what they're saying, but what do you? You'll get what they're saying. You think they're saying he's eight, no? I mean, I get what they're saying, but I'm, tall. What do you want? No, I know. No, I know. But I'm saying like, does he? Are they saying that he had he acts like someone who has like a big dick? but doesn't actually have one or they're saying that he does and that she's obsessed with it. Also, this is grossing me out. I don't want to s- Don't let me say this on He's in the podcast. You already said it. He's in Iron Man magazine and there's like a picture of him in a spread and it's just him in a suit holding a gun. I guess it's supposed to be like James it's supposed to be like James Bond or something, Stop. but it's literally just him holding a gun. We started talking about sushi, we started about things we like and like we should go to sushi one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just do this. And listen to this. So he's like, okay, I guess I'll give you my number after I think. I, I kept his number and it was so weird because it was like five months later I found his number in my bag. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, so today I'm scra- casually scrolling through Instagram um, while I was at H&R Blog trying to get my taxes filed. You know how fun that is. And I scroll across this Instagram post that's like, Welcome to you. And it's from Skittish Kid, who is, um, I think it's Scott Porter, who played Jason Street on Friday Night Lights. And it, I just need to say, it annoys me that his Instagram handle is Skittish Kid when he's famous, and it should just be his name. But this Instagram post, it says, Welcome to you, 23andMe. And he captions it, It's time. Never knew my biological father. He didn't care to stick around past my first few months of life. I know things of him, small things, not anything meaningful. I was blessed to have another man step up and step in and become an amazing father to me and a husband to my incredible mother. I know who I am, and I'm proud of what my parents molded me into, but it's time to find out what I'm really made of. Hashtag 23andMe. So maybe the most ridiculous Instagram Hashtag spawn, hashtag ad post I have ever seen. I think Scott Porter is using an Instagram ad to search for his biological father using 23andMe. On them, how generous. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen such an insane sponsored Instagram post. Um, Maybe the ones that, like, Tanner and Jade from The Bachelor used to conceive their child rank up there, but um, using a paid-for content Instagram app to search for your biological father seems pretty desperate to me. Um, I don't know about you guys. Would love for you to weigh in. Um, love the show. Uh, clear eyes, full hearts. Bella Thorne. Love you, bye. This is a truly good find. Um, it's a really good find, but um, Lindsay, what is what is our conclusion? I don't think this is an ad. Right, I don't either. And here is why. First of all, this I mean, this has never stopped people before, but there's no like ad or spawn on this um, mm-hmm. this thing. One, that's one. 
Two, if you search his name, Scott Porter, who was also on Heart of Dixie, my one of my favorite shows, so how dare you leave that out of his bio. Um, if you search his name in 23andMe, there's no other, there's no press release about him being representing them. There's no mm-hmm. whatever. The other thing is 23andMe has been sued so many times by like many different industries. So I don't think that they are actively doing influencer networking and if they were they would be very strict about spawn stuff yeah don't you think because they've been they would be really they would be really strict about like the like the like the disclosure stuff for sure right and also i feel like his ad copy you're right is so serious and specific really earnest that i don't think this is ad i just don't i don't think this seems too it's not like 23 me came to him and we're like we want to do an ad and he was like oh funny i've been wanting to look for my biological father for some time now i yeah it would be very rare and weird and unlikely that he, and, that happened and also i scrolled through a couple years of his instagram and i didn't notice a single other sponsored post yeah so i just don't i don't think it's an ad i also I think that 23andMe is very hot right now. Like, people love doing it. I've noticed a lot of people using it. I've seen people Instagram it. It's, I personally will never do it. Yeah, doesn't it tell you, like, what you're going to die from or something? Well, it tells you, it tells you things that, like, will do nothing but make my hypochondria. Right. Like, go crazy right so it, it like tells you what you're more likely to get or you can't you can get the one that just tells you you know your ancestry like your your ethnic backgrounds um you can get that isn't like that, you know isn't like that when like demi lovato tweeted like i'm black <laughs> well yeah and that was like when um like when blake lively is like three percent cherokee like i don't <laughs> like i don't number one need to know that and if i knew that why, why would i ever tell anyone like, guys, guess what? I'm 2% Cherokee. <laughs> There's truly nothing more dangerous for a celebrity to get information that they're, like, 1% of a different cultural background in 2017. Like, that is, like, the most dangerous Pandora's yeah. box of information for it's a celebrity. It's dangerous. It's completely unhelpful. Um, but, yeah, I think what he was saying was, it was, like, a very, it was just a very earnest, emotional moment. Right. Um, but we haven't explained who he is. And that's why before this call, I was like, Lindsay, this is all you. And the reason I said that is because he was on two shows that you are, that are faves of yours. My two Friday Night Lights and, uh, Gilmore, uh, Heart of Dixie. Heart Heart of of Dixie Dixie starring Rachel Bilson, also kind of a who, (laughs) um, which is now off air after airing like maybe a thousand episodes. I mean, I've, like that show was on for 25 years under the radar. Hello, Lindsay and Bobby. This is your friend, Richard. Um, I'm calling to ask uh, about who Chad Mountain is because he um, has been all over Instagram this weekend with Laura Dern and Reese Witherspoon in the big build-up to the Big Little Lies season finale, and he's got all these videos where he's making pun jokes with Reese Witherspoon and laughing with Laura Dern on the beach, and I have done some searching. He has some IMDb credits, but um, and he's on Twitter and Instagram, obviously, but I just can't figure out who he is. So can you guys do some research? and? Um, you know, I would really appreciate it. Uh, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Love you. Bye. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Richard. So I am personally surprised that Richard felt the need to call in because Richard is uh, an excellent, an excellent sleuth. Now, when it comes to like, Bobby, you are doxing him now. 
No, I'm not. This is not a dox. Richard, I mean, I feel like we all have, we are all, all three of us are very, very good at following breadcrumbs um, and finding out um, the truth about people, you know? All this of us are one, good though, at that. Took, I'm saying, this one was really difficult. That's what I was going to say. This, this one, particular person, I had to search like five different times and follow many different leads to actually get my answer as to why I, why I know he is with them. Hey, Reese. Yeah. Are Jim and I going on the boat today? No, I'm not invited. This means war. Oh. <laughs> hey, Reese. Did I blow up by not getting on your Insta Live? Yeah. I must have cruel intentions. Uh. Honestly, Reese, how great is this place? Great. Is it just like heaven? Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, Reese. Yeah. You want to hit the ropes course? No, not really. I thought you really liked to walk the line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Reese. Yeah? Did you order a cocktail? No, not yet. Let me guess, you're going to order water for elephants? <laughs> oh, my God. I will say, I will say, my my gut was correct from early on, um, even though, yeah, it takes a while to figure out who he is. My gut that he was more closely intertwined with Jim Toth, her husband, was spot on. I immediately was like, this is a Jim connection. Okay, so who, so Chad Mountain, this guy, shows up in, I don't know if you guys follow Reese Witherspoon on Instagram. If not, you, oh, you should. Gotta. It's very good. She is all over On the Twitter, place. follow her on Facebook, follow her on everything. So she has been posting Instagram stories because someone showed her house. So all of her Instagram stories like this past week, she's been on vacation with her whole family, her kids, her husband, and this guy, Chad Mountain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's her family and this guy, Chad Mountain. And Chad Mountain... Yeah. It's like you, me, it's you, me, and Dupree, and he's Dupree. It's you, me, and Dupree. Wow, good reference. So... I mean, terrible reference, but go on. Okay, so... If uh -huh. you Google Chad Mountain, there are things. He has Instagrams. He's done weird comedy stuff. He does have IMD <laughs> credits. He's worked on Ghosts of Girlfriends Past and uh -huh. Jarhead 2 Field of Fire. Which I did not even know that existed until I saw you pasted it in the doc. How did how does Jarhead have a sequel? <laughs> I don't know. So it takes a little while to find out what exactly he does that would even give him access to the Witherspoon family, let alone mm -hmm. like a vacation invite. Right. And I found it out because on a like a throwaway IND page, they identify him as the COO of JK Living Productions. Do you remember what JK Living Productions is, Bobby? Just keep living. That is Matthew McConaughey's foundation yeah, slash thing. production company slash t-shirt making factory mm -hmm. that is his brand just keep yep. living just keep living mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. i guess this guy chad mountain whose real name i found out is thomas chadborn mountain chadborn chadborn mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. the coo of jk living so to me it's like he's he's connected to matthew mcconaughey and he's friends with reese witherspoon how is he connected to jim toth Jim Toth is on the board of J.K. Levin Productions. Oh, so... Just keep J.K. Levin. So they yes. work... So Jim and Chad and Matt all work for J.K. Yes. Levin. Yes. So, but there is another There is another connection. So all these people are intertwined in, in various ways. So it's either through Jim Toth became friends with him at J.K. Levin or 
because of a, a pre-existing friendship with, uh, with Jim Toth, he was like, you should be on the board of directors because you're my friend or I'm, I'm whatever. But also Matthew McConaughey, we already mentioned the Matthew McConaughey connection, but um, Matthew McConaughey c- gets connected to him because of Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, which right, he worked on. Right. That's why I can't figure out if that's it. Or, or if it had to do with um, Jean-Marc Vallée, who directed Dallas Buyers Club that Matthew McConaughey won an Oscar for, because Jean-Marc Vallée is now really close with Reese Witherspoon because he directed all the Big Little Lies episodes. Also, like there, I found another connection. But I think it's, but I think it's, um, I really think it's uh, uh, through Jim. Also, he Chad is friends with Lance Armstrong. There's like a there's a tweet where he wishes Lance Armstrong his quote unquote brother Lance Armstrong a happy birthday. So isn't Lance mm-hmm. Armstrong close with uh, Matthew McConaughey? Well, yeah, because of the Texas collection. So because of Austin, they're both like big Austin people. Right. So I actually think that um, that could be the connection. The Matthew McConaughey? I don't know. I mean, um, clearly there's a web of, like, people who were loosely affiliated with Matthew McConaughey happening. Yeah. Right. But I'm going to, I, uh, my gut just says that through these, through these relationships with Matt and Lance and maybe Jean-Marc Vallée, I don't know, through these connections, he met Jim Toth. And don't you think Reese is, like, the kind of person that would want to bring somebody fun on her vacation that's not her yeah. kid? Like, she'd yeah. say to her husband... Oh, you should like invite Chad to come with us. He's fun. Yeah, you know, he's fun. Um, because it doesn't seem like, not to, I don't know, like not to lean into like heteronormativity, but it doesn't really seem like lean on in, the baby. husband is. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like the husband is the one doing the inviting in this situation. We know that. You know Reese what I mean? Is the boss. We've known that Reese, Reese is, is the, the boss. boss. <laughs> yes. Yes. The other thing I wanted to bring up was the Instagram that you found of him doing like a comedy video with Charlotte McKinney, who we've discussed on the show before. Right, who I thought he was dating. I thought that was the joke, but I think it's just comedy. I think it's just comedy. And she is um, a young model who is best known for being in one of the final Carl's Jr. (laughs) like uh, bikini ads. Or like, you think they're naked, but they're not. Um, she was in one of those at the last they Super Bowl did or this two Super Bowls ago. They Bible, too. It's, like, very yeah. much a thing. It's Shades of Who. So I don't know if we did a good job answering this question. I just think it seems like the connection is Jim Todd. I think we did an amazing job. Literally, this is the most information you've ever gotten about a Who, who's actually somebody who was a mystery to us before I even got this phone call. Oh. So our hypothesis they met through Jim Toth. Reese was like, this guy's fun as hell. Bring him on the vacation. Um, and he came. Um, so next call. Hi, Who Weekly. I called a couple days ago asking about the WWE and Nikki Bella. Is she a who? Is she a them? Side note, I am also a huge fan of Buffy. So, you know, I follow Sarah Michelle Geller on Instagram, and she just posted a photo of her new cookbook, which is very hooey, and she met Nikki Bella. How the fuck does Nikki Bella, WWE diva, meet Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Like, what? How How did this happen? Is this normal? Is Sarah Michelle Geller a who? I don't know. I'm very confused. All right. Love the show. Good form. Bella Thorne. So, I haven't quite figured out how Nikki 
and Sarah Michelle Geller are whatever are together how uh-huh. how they posed for a picture together but i think i was trying to get to the bottom of this in terms of just who nikki bella is and her world of influence and like i think she's actually one of the more famous people in the wrestling world because she is now engaged to john cena who is like proto the rock big deal big deal like a huge deal and so i reached out to our friend jeff to kind of get the lowdown because he's a wrestle person, a wrestle, he's a like wrestling person. And he kind of explained to me how she fits in the world of wrestling. And I think it actually gives a good hint as to why Sarah Michelle Gellar would be interested in her because if she was interested in wrestling at all, this is the person who's the queen of, of this world. Nikki Bella is a wrestler for WWE. Uh, she's been there for a little while now. She kind of crossed over from the previous Divas era, which was more focused around glamour models wrestling, and now the female division is much more athletic-focused. Um, but more importantly, I guess, for this conversation, she has been dating John Cena, who is probably the closest thing to a them in the current wrestling world, um, not counting The Rock, obviously. And um, they, for a long time, on their Total Divas, Total Bellas, E! Entertainment shows, uh, which are basically Kardashian ripoff shows, uh, it's been a long-standing plot that John Cena would never propose to her, and that crossed into wrestling, where they got into a feud with The Miz, who is the former real-world contestant who became an actually pretty successful wrestler over the last decade or so. And they had a big feud going into WrestleMania, and The Miz teased John Cena for never proposing to her, and The Miz's wife teased Nikki Bella for never getting proposed to, and all that nonsense. And then at WrestleMania, they uh, beat The Miz and his wife in a match, and after the match, John Cena proposed to Nikki in the middle of the ring. And as ridiculous as this all sounds, it actually came across kind of sweet. And that's kind of Nikki Bella for you. Good form, Bellathorn. Was that not the Jeff. best explanation? Jeff, we could, I mean, there's no way in hell we would have come anywhere near that amount of detail and um, passion. And I appreciate Jeff. Who for that knew call. that wrestling Two great calls. was so like heteronormative, like pressuring people to Who get knew? married and engaged? Like, what a, what a journey that, that drama what a journey. is. I, I, Lindsay, have you noticed this? Uh, I, I didn't, does WrestleMania happen just once a year or is it more, is it more infrequent? Is it like the World Cup where it's every other year or whatever? I think whatever? it happens once is it every a year? year. I don't, okay. you're asking the wrong But I've just noticed, person. yeah, um, I've just noticed that er, like so many people I know are coming out of the woodwork so as many people. like WWE fans. There were all just, these like, everyone's watching wrestling people like getting ready to watch it for the night. It was so weird. Did you see the one yesterday of like a wrestler approaching an ambulance and then tipping the ambulance over with his body? No. Did you see this? It was like a man, no. a very strong wrestler man, no. and he goes into an ambulance that's like in the backstage of WrestleMania, like on a soundstage, and he lifts it up and tips the the ambulance over. I was like, I gotta watch this. I mean, what's kind of <laughs> what's amazing happening? about this is that from the world of wrestling, we have The Rock who is mm-hmm. a bona fide A-lister and only a few years ago was literally just a wrestler that you'd never heard of. Yep. So he crossed over. John Cena, who uh, Jeff just talked about, has hosted the the Teen Nickelodeon Awards. He was a, he starred in um, 
he was in that movie Trainwreck with Amy Schumer. He's been in a bunch of other stuff. He's kind of on his way to crossover. It's interesting. He's in that hefty. He's in those hefty ads. Right. It's interesting how these these wrestlers are so well prepared to be actual famous people because they yeah. act and they're gregarious. It's acting. Wrestling is yeah, acting. Yeah. They're. They are all. They have already the skills needed. Also, really funny. Forgot that the Miz was a real wrestler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mike the Miz. Um, uh, but that was a that was a great explanation. Thank you so much, Jeff. It was it was really essential. Yeah, and the other, and I realized I just realized now the explanation for why there's a picture of Sarah Michelle Gellar and Nikki Bella. They're holding her cookbook. Nikki Bella could have just gone to her cookbook event and wanted, like, a signature as a fan of Buffy. Yeah, that's possible. Let's not put that past the whole situation. They're not – I don't think that this this picture proves that they're friends. It proves that they met at a Sarah Michelle cookbook signing event and somebody wanted an autograph. Yeah. And I wanted to say I think it's really funny that Sarah Michelle Gellar has a cookbook coming out because her husband released a cookbook last Mm -hmm. summer. Did you know about this? You mean her husband, Uh, Freddie Prinze Jr.? Her husband, Freddie Prince Jr., released a um, a cookbook called Back to the Kitchen. Um, it's called Back to the Kitchen, 75 Delicious Real Recipes and True Stories from a Food-Obsessed Actor. And so I think what's really funny is that... Oh, so, so she wrote the foreword also? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Sarah Michelle Gellar releases a cookbook the following year, and it's called Fun with Food... Over 115 simple, delicious ways to be creative in the kitchen. Okay, so she one-upped him in terms of recipe count. And number two, guess who didn't write the foreword? Freddie Prince Jr. Who wrote the foreword? No one. Oh. There's no details about the foreword. She has a co-writer named Gia Russo who works for Martha Stewart Living or used mm-hmm. to. Freddie Prince Jr. is nowhere to be found in this book. Mm-hmm. I just think... Do you I think his book was named after Sarah Michelle Gellar being like, get back in the kitchen? I had that book. <laughs> no, I think he's I think he's just like Freddie Prince Jr. is like a Stanley Tucci-ish guy where he's like, cooking is my thing. Like, surprise, guys. I also love to cook. I'm very serious I mean, about I'm cooking. I'm not just an actor. I'm not that surprised. All right. Um, anyway, uh, are we done for the day? Thank you for listening to another wonderful week of calls. We had excellent um, explanations. We had excellent calls. We had excellent comments. Once again, thank you so much to all the people who called, emailed, and tweeted at us about Jennifer Aniston's hair product. Thank you so much. Um, I love it. I'm going to send that I love when we're inundated to, like I feel that. like I need to send that to someone to be like, the brand is strong. You know, living proof. The mm-hmm. brand is strong. Yeah. And then um, once again, I just want to call for if Joey Fatone no. was your first crush call in don't call or just email me don't call just email me or tweet at just me you can email. leave Lindsay out of if it you, i just want to know you can tweet at bobby directly and tell him do not call i'm not i this is yeah, not a thing we're starting know. i just want to know <sighs> Jeez. Um, you found the one girl with the chris kirkpatrick tr- crush we don't need to find like whoever yeah, now else I find, now i want to find the one person with the joey fatone crush i'm sure they exist okay um thanks again for listening we will see you next week have a great weekend bye bye you will drive us. It's very cool. It's it's pretty cool. It's very cool. You know, it's very cool. That was a headgum podcast.